Welcome everybody to Old Time Rock and Roll, the largest oldies podcast in the world today. Sit back and relax for the next two hours and remember back to a time when music was king and the worst problem we had was getting a date for Saturday night. And now, here's Lee Douglas. Thank you, Il Salgood, and welcome, everybody, to another edition of Old Time Rock and Roll. I am indeed your host, Lee Douglas, and I'm glad to be here for another week of strange doings. And sometimes we do, but this week we got them because uh, it's been a long time since I did a novelty show. Somebody brought it up on Facebook this week, and I said, you know what? I think it's time. So I went into my depths of my vault, and I actually found, before I wanted to do the show, I don't know how I wanted to do it. So I got some places, and I got some different lists, and I put together a list of the top 40 novelty hits of the 1950s and 1960s. I have some surprises. I have some things you might never have heard before that were actual hits in the 1950s or the 1960s. And you're going to hear about them tonight as we present our novelty show, 2019, the top novelty songs of the 1950s and 60s. All right, first off, let me explain what we're not going to listen to tonight. I have pulled out songs that have to do with Christmas. So when it comes to everybody yelling, oh, where are the chipmunks with uh, the Christmas song? This is not Christmas time. And in my own way, as I've always promised, I will not overplay a song. So I have not included anything from Christmas. And uh, that should make it a lot easier. This is These are taken from many different sources to compile one list. But they all actually were huge hits. Some of them you might not remember because they were from the early 1950s. But nevertheless, they were big hits at the time. Now, I wanted to start with this one because it's not on the list. It was indeed a hit in 1952. I believe it was, to say the least, it was a country song. It sounds like it, but it's so interesting. I thought I would play it for you. Started out on a really good tune. This is by Sid King, And the five strings, it's called Who Put the Turtle in Myrtle's Girdle. You got that one? All right. Who put the turtle in Myrtle's Girdle? She'll kill him if she ever gets a chance. But if she ever catches him, I know she'll make a mess of him. She'll wind up putting pants in his pants. Now, not so very long ago, you never heard such carrying on. Screaming, hollering, and fits. Now, it went down in history about this great big mystery. The mystery I'm talking about is this. Who put the turtle in Myrtle's girdle? She'll kill him if she ever gets a chance. All if she ever catches him, I know she'll make a mess of him. She'll wind up putting pants in his pants. Who put the 
The doggone dog had done it wasn't looking for romance Well maybe all he wanted was to see old Myrtle dance Well if that's what he wanted he sure did make her go She crossed in miles of cornfield with 14 through the snow Who put the turtle in Myrtle's girdle She'll kill him if she ever gets a chance Oh, if she ever catches him, I know she'll make a mess of him. She'll wind up putting pants in his pants. If we laid poor old Myrtle across the Rio Grande With her feet way down in Mexico, hidden Texas sand We'd mark a spot with a great big X right where we shouldn't order That doggone thing it bitter right south of the border Who put the turtle in Myrtle's girdle? She'll kill him if she ever gets a chance Oh, if she ever catches him, I know she'll make a mess of him She'll wind up putting pants in his pants It was me to put that turtle in poor old Myrtle's girdle. Well, you better keep on running while you can. Cause if she ever catches him, I know she'll make a mess of him. And he don't want no ants in his pants. All right, I, I guess I wasn't wrong with that. My goodness. Who put the turtle in Myrtle's girdle? Sid King and the Five Strings. Here's another one before we get into the top 40. It was in the top 100. I doubt if you've ever heard it. I don't, you might have. This was, if you remember at the time, Johnny Ray and Cry was the big thing in 1952. He became a master of of sound and singing. He was all over the place. He made movies with Marilyn Monroe. That would that would really boost your career, if I would say. And he sang that song called Cry. Of course, the greatest satirist of our time was Stan Freeberg, and he appears many times in the top 40 and top 100 of the novelty songs. This one came in in the uh, 50s, so I'd like to play it for you anyway. It's his version of Cry. It's called Try. And your eyes are always right Don't you know that it's the thing to solve and Do it, crowds do it, even little white clouds do it. He, you two can be unhappy if you it up no more if your heart ain't broken 
You don't know the score. That smile and weep a while, cause it's real Georgia to cry. Don't be a snob, you too can stop if you just tear Freeberg, never at a loss to make fun of something. This next song is from 1967, and it was put on the Cameo Parkway label, and it, of course, was funny at the time. It isn't so funny anymore because of the death of Bobby Kennedy, but nonetheless, it was the number 40 biggest novelty song, believe it or not, because... A lot of these things we do forget over time. It's called Senator Bobby singing Wild Thing. Stand by, Senator. Remember, on this record, we're trying to answer Senator McKinley's hit record. And, uh, George, you have a word here? All right, Senator, this one's for the Democrats, so let's really hear it. All right, I think I'm about as ready as I'm ever going to be. Okay, stand by. This is Wild Thing. Take 72, Senator. Wild thing You make my, uh, my heart sing You make uh, everything uh, groovy Wild thing A wild thing, uh, I think I love you But I, uh, I want to know for sure uh, come on in uh, and hold me tight I love you, uh, yes How's that, guys? Uh, is that about Pretty it? Pretty close, Senator. A little less stuttering, please, all right? A little more of a liberal interpretation, Senator. Can you do that? And watch the pronunciation of the word heart. Wild thing. That's perfect, Senator. Lay it on and on. Uh, you make my heart sing. Uh, it's really coming along, Senator. You make, uh, you make everything uh, groovy. Wild thing. All right, uh, Teddy on the ocarina, let's go. Uh, 
tempo, Teddy, tempo. Senator, we're going to have to get these kids out of the studio. I'm sorry, uh, Ethel, uh, you want to... The kids are stepping on the musicians. Ethel, get them out of the uh, recording studio now, I think. Yeah. Eunice, a little more tempo there, please. Senator, do you feel comfortable now? I certainly do. Okay, yeah. just stand by. We're coming up to you now. Uh, a wild thing. Uh, I think you move me. That's uh, beautiful, Senator. The kids will love it. Uh, but I want to know uh, for sure. That's it. Bear down. Uh, come on and hold me tight. A little more Boston soul, Senator. Uh, you move me, yes. All right, Senator, now let's get a big finish here now. All right, uh, when you get the group going. Family now. Yeah, when you get them, what, get them going. All right. Here comes the good stuff, Senator, so really get into it. Just think of the words. Here it comes. Stand by. Ready? And... Oh, come on, wild thing. Not so ruthless, Senator. Uh, you make my heart sing. Uh, that's it. Snap your fingers, Senator. All right. Uh, that's come it. back to New York, wild thing. That's it. Uh, press ahead, wild thing. Think young, wild thing. I really couldn't find... Well, I'm starting to talk like that. I really couldn't find out anything about who Senator Bobby was, but I'm sure it was just um, studio musicians playing around, and they got themselves a hit out of it. Here's a song, again, that I really don't like playing this. I don't like playing any of his music because it's just weird. But then again, it's but it's here. Uh, Nervous Novice had a big hit called Transfusion, and we're going to play that later on when it shows exactly how far up the ladder it went. But this song, which was his follow-up song to Transfusion, also made the charts and was quite a hit. And you want to know, I don't remember it either. I really don't. So let's listen together from 1956, Nervous Norvis. And I'm going to play something a little bit special for you right after this. It's called Ape Call. Zoom, 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 zoom. Back in history, before time began, all the real cool cats had a solid plan. When they dug a nervous chick, they all to a man went. Ape call, dooliaba, ape call, dooliaba, ape call, dooliaba. You wanna be cool, man? Go ape. Young Mighty Joe swinging through the trees was the king of everything that roosted in the leaves. But when he saw a girl ape hanging in the breeze, he went. Ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, you like to be hip boy, go ape. Big dinosaur was a long tall lizard, he drift through the jungle like a slow blizzard, but when he got a double ticket lady lizard, he did. Ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, you wanna be sharp cat? Go ape. A pterodactyle was a flying fool. Just a, I thought I'd break in and tell you what a pterodactyle was. Well, it was sort of a stork-looking bat with sharp teeth that cruised around looking for... Say, we haven't changed a bit, have we, cats? A pterodactyle was a flying fool, just a breeze-flapping daddy of the old school. But a mama dactyle could show make him drool. <laughs> Ape call, 
Doodlyaba, ape call, Doodlyaba, ape call, Doodlyaba. Don't be a square, Joe. Go ape. Now, old Papa Tiger was the boss of the Nile, just a sport model cat with a solid style. He was old King Cool till the girl tiger smiled. Oh! Ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, bezorch daddy-o, go ape. Adam was the first boy in the land, a big Malaroonie daddy with an iron hand. But when little Eva said, hi, man, ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, ape call, doodlyaba, don't be a cube rube. Go ape, so remember to ape, call today. Nervous Norvis. Actually, in real life, uh, he was a truck driver, and he sang under the name of Jimmy Drake. But anybody who has an ear for music could tell that Jimmy Drake, the singer, was actually Nervous Norvis, and I'm going to prove that to you right now. Here's a little special treat. Singing Jimmy Drake, I'm Walking on Air. could whistle like a bluebird in spring and boy I'm so happy that I just have to sing I ain't got a worry and I ain't got a care oh Lord I'm so happy that I'm walking on air yeah I love my baby and my baby loves me Nothing else matters, I'll say that's plain to see I wouldn't trade places with a real millionaire For boy, I'm so happy that I'm walking on air Oh yeah A fiddle-dee-dee, it's plain to see Love makes the world go round Poop-poop-ba-doo, now I'm telling you that love I'll say I found There'll be a wedding, yes, a wedding in June She'll be the bride and hot dog, I'll be the groom I ain't got much money, but I don't give a care Oh boy, I'm so happy that I'm walking on air Ooh, Oh yeah fiddle dee why, it's plain to see love makes the world go around. Poop, poop, but do now I'm telling you that love I'll say I found. There'll be a wedding, yes, a wedding in June. She'll be the bride and hot dog, I'll be the groom. I'm walking to a heaven with my baby so fair. Oh Lord, I'm so happy that I'm walking on air. Oh Lord, I'm so happy that I'm walking, baby, on air. Oh yeah. Wow. It was just a few months ago that we did an interview with the great Ron Dante, and here he is in the number 38 spot with the detergents, the leader of the laundromat. 
Look, here he comes now. Let's ask him. Hey, Murray, is it true Betty's wearing your ring? Mm-hmm. Who's that banging on the piano? I don't know. You going out with her tonight? You bet your fur. By the way, where'd you meet her? I met her one day at the laundromat. She turned around and smiled at me. You get the picture? Yes, we see. And that's when I fell in love with the leader of the laundromat. My folks were always putting her down. Down, down. Because our laundry came back brown Brown, brown I don't care if they think she's bad I fell in love cause she looks so sad I got a date tonight with the leader of the laundromat Dang it! Number 37, The Mark Four, and my one of my favorites, I Got a Wife. Start right in again. Tacky 
shade up, wash the windows, wipe the handprints off the door, change the light bulb, scrub the bathtub, pick the toys up from the floor, tape the lamp board, make some coffee, burn the garbage, oil the door, get the kids and call my mother, you don't love me anymore. number 36 song actually had two different singers on it it had both ray stevens and the coasters a little egypt step right up folks and see little egypt do a famous dance in the pyramids she walks she talks she calls on her belly like a reptile just one thin dime one tenth of a dollar step right up folks I went and bought myself a ticket and I sat down in the very first row. They pulled the curtain up and when they turned the spotlight way down low. Little Egypt came out strutting, wearing nothing but a button and a bow. Get 
This cute song was not only a, a good hit for a novelty, it was a big hit in 1959. In fact, it was the 97 most popular song of the year. Jesse Lee Turner, Little Space Girl. I was strolling through the park one night and oh, I felt so blue when I heard a little voice say, I'm so lonely too. Then I turned around to look and to my surprise, a little space girl sat there crying right before my eyes. Stepping up a little closer to see what I could see. She said, Mr. Edmund, will you please marry me? I said, well, no, I couldn't do that. Well, that just wouldn't be right. Cause you and me, and me and you, we don't even look alike. Cause you've got four arms. The better to hold you. Three lips. The better to kiss you. Three eyes. sometimes does repeat itself. Here's something that's really going on right now or just finished very recently. They had an investigation back in 1954, which was a part of a, a, a scandal, supposedly a scandal of communists in, in our government. And they had, of course, it was all over the news and took up most of the television programming during the day, which was great news for the television broadcasting back in 1954. It was also of great help to Stan Freeberg because he got on the list again with this one from 1954. Once again, Stan Freeberg and Huckleberry Hound Dawes Butler. Point of order. Ladies and gentlemen, 
we take you now to the committee room, where Baba Black Sheep is being investigated at the subcommittee shearings. He is accused of receiving a special shearing instead of being clipped with the rest of the flock. The next voice you will hear is that of the council. And now, Mr. Sheep, will you or not tell the committee your full name? Baba Black Sheep! Now, Mr. Black Sheep, point of order. I see here, point of order. I understand that you order, have been Mr. accused... Chairman, point of order. Excuse me, do you have a point of order, Senator? Yes, how long? How long? Give me the pitch, boy. There's the note right there. How long must this needless browbeating... But I have... Let me finish. But I have only asked him his name so far. Let me finish. I object to your inhuman treatment. But don't you see, Senator, he is inhuman. He is a sheep. Oh, drop it. I will ask you now. Baba Black Sheep, have you any wool? I did have, but I've been sheared and I'm cold. Do you realize that you have not answered my last question? Could I have the last question read? Uh, he said red. Did you hear him? Let the record show... Do you or show... not possess a quantity of a fibrous substance which grows on or about your back and from which, as well as being used in the manufacture of garments, a byproduct known as lanolin is made for the hirsute adornment of the human race? Now I think you can give me a simple yes or no answer on this. Yes or no? Point of order. Would you tell the subcommittee how many bags full? Point of order. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Point of order. Now, let's see. Point of order. 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 Oh, I am in good voice today. Objection, Mr. Chairman. I like the last statement stricken from this record. He is in a lousy voice. Well, be that as it may. Point of order, let me speak. Point of order, point of order, let me finish. Point of order, point of order, point of order. How much longer must this circus continue? I think we're entitled to, or oh, drop it. Now, Mr. Sheep. How did you dispose of these three bags of wool? One for my dame, and one for the little boy who lives down the lane. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. I think anyone who would rhyme dame and lane is a bad risk. What are you, with me or against me? Mr. Sheep, in this photograph of you, the dame, and the little boy down the lane, has anybody been cut out? My master. He's been cropped. And what did he do with his bag of wool? He had it made into long red underwear. Now we're getting somewhere. Isn't it a fact you said under oath he had it made into red uh, underwear? Is that true? Have I denied it? Were you ever, or are you now, a pink? I am now? I ain't got no wool on. I'm freezing. Senator, before the sheep catches his death... I hold in my hand a list of 26 known black sheep in this flock. Let's join our voices in the Baba song. But From I... the top, boys... Black sheep, have you any wool? Yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags full. One for my master, one for my dame, and one for the little boy who lives down the lane. I hold in my hand a list of 57 varieties, I mean black sheep, in this flock. Yes, sir, that is exactly how dull <laughs> the... Uh, the hearings were back in the 1950s. Dull, dull, dull. And I guess they're still dull. That's what makes them politicians. They're dull. Most of them, anyway. Number 33, the first time tonight you're going to hear many, many more of David Seville and his buddies 
Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. This is number 33, The Chipmunks, Ragtime Cowboy Joe. think I remember hearing this next one on, I think he was on probably every major uh, variety show at the time. His name was Jack Rossi. And in 1962, he had this hit, which I believe he did on the Steve Allen show. It might've been Ed Sullivan. I don't know. It might've been both. Anyway, Jack Rossi, Cinderella. Here's a tale to make your crush flee. It'll give you poo skimples. It's a story for Feeboke and Biggle Toe Peep. That's we folk and bigger people too. It's a story about Cinderella who lived in a big hark douse with her mean old Mepstother and her two sisty uglers. And they made Cinderella do all the wordy dirt while they sat around cheating awkwards and magging ridicules. <laughs> And one day when Cinderella was in the kitchen flopping the moor, the two sisters came in and said, guess what? The Pransom Hints is growing a fancy thrust drawl and we're invited. It's too bad that you can't go. So Cinderella went back into the kitchen with ears in her ties and she was just about to chick a see a frickin' when suddenly there was a lining flash of flight. And standing beside her was a feudable Barry. And Cinderella said, who are you and what do you want? And the feudable Barry said, oh, well, I'm your Barry Fudgather. <laughs> and Cinderella said, well, may I go to the ball? And the fairy said, well, that's quite a wish. But she said, okay. So she waved her magic wand, and instantly Cinderella was transformed into a babishing Rudy. 
She had a long white gap in sound and a necklace of poopies and rurals. <laughs> and on her few were two tiny sass clippers. And the fairy said, now you may go, but you must promise to be mown by midnight. And Cinderella said, okay. So she was off. And soon she cast to the camel. That's came to the castle. And Cinderella jumped out, and the first poop depot she ran into were the two sister ugglers. <laughs> and she was so beautiful, they didn't even Cinderize recognize her. <laughs> so they introduced her to the prince and hints, and he said, may I have this chance? He said, you're so beautiful, you remind me of Beep and Slooty. <laughs> he was just about to ask for her mare and handage when suddenly the strock clattered to strike swell. <laughs> And Cinderella banned from the raw. But as she did, one of the sass clippers flipped from her soot. <laughs> the prance and hints picked it up and he says, now all I have to do is find the woman whose soot this flipper sits and I'll know whom I've lolling and fubbed. <laughs> so the next day he went from house to house and you can't turn that around. <laughs> and soon he came to the sin where House Torella lived and he docked on the north. And who should come to the door but the two sister ugglers? And he says, I'm looking for the woman who sipped the slipper sits. Well, of course, there were beat were too fake. But then it was Cinderella's turn, and guess what? The clipper pitted surfically, they were married, and they have liberty ever after. And that's the end of the story of Cinderella. But you see, there's a moral to this fairy tale, because Cinderella never gave up. And as you walk down the pathway of life, never give up. Christopher Columbus never gave up. Benjamin Franklin never gave up. Abraham Lincoln never gave up. Oliver Twiddledee, who's he? <laughs> you see, you don't know because he gave up. And always remember this little philosophy. You see, some of our snubbers will trawl and some of our bubbles are trig. But if we tried had no hubbles, how could we recognize our resings? <laughs> All right, number 31, Homer and Jethro, The Battle of Cucamonga. We took a little hike With our scout and master Down to Lake Onega night We took a little pizza And we took some sauerkrauts And we marched along together Till we heard the girl scouts Now we're the boys from Camp Cucamonga Our mother sent us here For the study nature's ways We learned to make sparks By rubber sticks together But if we catch the girls Then we'll set the woods ablaze And I was mad Cause me mother sent me up here <laughs> Well we crept up to the water And we see the girls are swimming they must have been a hundred of them pretty young women. They looked so fine, even birds forgot to sing. We lay down in the poison oak and didn't say a thing. Now we're the boys from Camp Cucamonga. My mother sent us here for the study nature's ways. We learned to make sparks by rubbing sticks together. But if we catch the girls, then we'll set the woods ablaze. Hey, but one of you fellers scratch my back. Well, our counselors said we could take them by surprise If we didn't say a word till we looked them in the eyes We kept her real still and we had our eyes aglued We saw how they were dressed, they were swimming in the well now They ran so fast, even we couldn't catch a bar. Lake and Lake and Mike, all the way to Buffalo. Hey, fellas, wait for me. Well, we ran right 
everyone was pooped So we rested for a minute and our forces we'd regroup and Then we saw the girls behind some evergreens Captured by a company of United States Marines Now we got boys from Camp Cucamonga Our mother sent us here for the study night just white We learned to make sparks by rubbing sticks together But if we get the girls, then we'll set the woods ablaze Ah, them big guys get everything They ran through the bushes where a rabbit couldn't go. They ran so fast, even we couldn't catch them. Well, Lincoln, Eagle, and I call away to Buffalo. A rooty doot toot, a rooty doot toot. We are the boys from the Boy Scout troop. We don't smoke, and we don't chew, and we don't go where the girls at do. Unlike a majority of the people that I associate with, I was very, very, how do you put it? I wasn't a real big doo-wop fan. I liked some of the groups and I liked some of the songs, but when you ask me what my favorite doo-wop groups were, I, I really have trouble. And if I say Little Anthony and the Imperials, he gets mad at me because he doesn't like the term doo-wop. So if you want to know what my favorite vocal group is it contains bruce belland ed cobb marv ingram and glenn larson they were known as the four preps more money for you and me number 30 thank you so very much thank you uh, we have one little thing quite frequently we get a chance to travel across the country as you might well imagine and, uh, <laughs> We're very sorry that had to happen. We don't really travel that way. Bruce, if you might notice here, is wearing some red nylon stretch socks to offset his basic gray slacks. Creation of Robert Hall. Now, I started to get into something very serious. People expect us to have prepared a few thoughts concerning the future and a better and a brighter tomorrow. Uh, we have a new administration, I guess you might know, a new president. Of course, he has new ideas. Maybe you've heard about the Peace Corps. It's kind of a new idea. Instead of putting everyone into the service, uh, gives all the young people in America a chance to kind of travel around the world, uh, you know, goodwill and all that sort of thing. And well, we've noticed that there's rather a rich abundance of vocal groups in the country right now. And uh, we think that they'd fit into the program oh, really? just, <laughs> just beautifully. And uh, with your very kind permission, we've put together a few thoughts on the subject. We'd like to dedicate this entire mess to Mr. Jack Kennedy. First we have the Fleetwoods, a very successful group. Let's send them to Alaska to entertain our troops. When they start in a singing and putting on their show, the temperature around them will be 45 below. I'm freezing Just turn around Head for the warmth of town I'm freezing through and through Call me Mr. Blue Next, the Hollywood Argyles A mighty nice group of kids We'd like to send them roving On a downhill pair of skids There's a group that we heard of That's a awful hip Howdy-oop-oop 
We kinda like to send them on a little trip Where they ought to go, we cannot tell But it's awful hot and it rhymes with swell California? And while they're down there working, they won't be all alone They'll run into another group that's even hot back home They asked me how I knew our career was through Something here inside cannot be denied. A group that rates a cheer Of course they've been for freshmen For almost 20 years It isn't that they're stupid Well a little maybe so They can't afford to graduate They're making too much dough In this whole wide world Is there nowhere to send them? Is there no And tell them to go. Yeah. Sailing, sailing over the water blue. Hail to the Kingston Trio. Cuba's calling you. It takes a worried man to sing a worried song. It takes a worried man to sing a worried song. It takes a worried man. To sing a worried song, I'm worried now, but I won't be worried long. We got the Kingston Trio, some work on Cuba's shore. We hung around Havana to do a few on court. Castro said, I like them, let's hang them up some more. Now he has all three hanging permanently. Hang down the Kingston. Tree, oh, hang them from a tall oak tree. Eliminate the Kingston tree, oh, more money for you and me. Dion and the Belmonts are driving us to tears. Let's send them up the river for about a thousand years. While the kids are watching Dion singing about the stars, the Belmonts are out on the parking lot stealing hubcaps off of cars. Each time I steal a hubcap, it almost breaks my heart. Why do I steal a hubcap? Why did I have the stars? Each night I ask the stars without why must I be a teenager in jail? Where these groups all come from, we really do not know. But if they ever ask us, we will tell them where to go.
number 29, one of the earliest of the rock and roll novelties, The Cadets, Stranded in the Jungle. keep a date with my little girl who was uh, back in the state. I was stranded in the jungle, uh, afraid and alone, trying to figure a way to get a message back home. But I was out of know that the wreckage of my plane had been picked up and spotted in my girl in lover's lane. And meanwhile, back in the States... Meanwhile, back in the jungle. The boys in the jungle had me on the run when something heavy hit me like an atomic bomb. When I woke up and my head started to clear, I had a strange feeling I was with cooking gear. I smelled something cooking and I looked to see. That's when I found out they was uh, cooking me. Meanwhile, back in the States. Baby, baby, romance. You know your old time love hasn't got a chance. If he's standing in the jungle lattice, he can be so come on, pretty baby, just you and me. And meanwhile, back in the jungle. out the pot and I finally got away, frantic and worried about what my baby would say. So I jumped in the ocean and started to swim, but my chance of survival was getting mighty slim. So I thumbed down a whale who was in my way, and I reached the States in about a half a day. And when I got to Lover's Lane, I was almost dead, but my soul was gone, and here's what I said. Listening to old time rock and roll tonight, we're doing the top 40 novelty songs plus a few that you may not have heard before. And uh, I just want to remind you that we're here every week on every single podcast network that you could possibly find iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, you name it, we're on it. And even some that I haven't named. But I'm, I'm certainly glad that you are listening. I hope you will continue to listen. Please feel free to go to our website, 
www.oldtimernr.com. And from there, I know everybody says, like us on Facebook. Instead of that, go to the website, and from there, you'll find all five of my Facebook pages, and just click and join them. I don't care if you like them or not. Just join them. Who cares? I mean, it's it's silly. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into this about liking and uh, and just putting in likes or doesn't mean anything to me. It means to other people, but it doesn't mean to me. I want you to enjoy your music, and that's what we're going to do tonight. So let's get back with some music. This one uh, is number 28, another one that I really like. The brothers Steve and Robert Rappaport of Wildwood, New Jersey, and their cousin John Spurt came up with the idea for the song and the group, which they called the Randells. The Martian Hop came in at number 28. song i really enjoyed that and uh, here's another one i enjoyed although she spent a lot of time doing songs on dick clark's show she was quite talented her name was betty johnson and she had this little cute song which became a huge hit the little blue man aww morning when i was out shopping Though you'll find it hard to believe A little blue man came out of the crowd And timidly tugged at my sleeve 
I love you, I love you, said the little blue man. I love you, I love you to bits. I love you. He loved me, said the little blue man, and scared me right out of my wits. I hurried back to my apartment. I rushed in and I closed the door. But there on the desk stood the little blue man who started to tell me once more. I love you, I love you, said the little blue man. I love you, I love you to bits. I love you. He loved me, said the little blue man, and scared me right out of my wits. For weeks after that, I was haunted. Though no one could see him but me, right by my side was the little blue man. Wherever I happened to be, I love you. One evening, in wild desperation, I rushed to a rooftop in town. And over the side pushed the little blue man who sang to me all the way down. I love you, I love you, said the little blue man. I love you, I love you to bits. I love you. He loved me, said the little blue man, and scared me right out of my wits. I whispered, "Thank goodness that's over." I smiled as I hurried outside, but there on the street stood the little blue man, who said with a tear in his eye, "I don't love you anymore." From 1951 to 1987. Jack Webb created a series which lasted that long in four different incarnations. It was called Dragnet. From the radio beginnings all the way through the television, Dragnet became the first and most important procedural crime drama on television, and it became such a huge phenomenon that Stan Freberg sought fit. To make not one, not two, not three, but four songs playing on Dragnet, each and every one of them was a hit. This one came in at number twenty-six. It's called "Little Blue Riding Hood." The story of Little Blue Riding Hood is true. Only the color has been changed to prevent an investigation. This is the woods. My name is Wednesday. I work out of homicide. Monday, February the second, ten twenty-two a.m. Bumped into Chicken Licken. Told me the sky was falling. I booked her on the six fourteen. Turned her over to the psychiatrist. Then a call came in at a five o three. When I was on my way to the five o three, a six eighteen came in. I added up the six fourteen, the five o three, and the six eighteen. Got seventeen hundred and thirty-five. I handed in my paper to the chief. He corrected it. Gave me a hundred percent. Patted me on the head. Told me I was a good cop. <laughs> 11:45 a.m. It happened. 
I saw a little girl in a blue hood carrying a basket. I stopped to question her. Pardon me, ma'am. Could I talk to you for just a minute, ma'am? What about? Nothing much, ma'am. Just want to ask you a few questions, ma'am. What's your name? Little Blue Riding Hood. Where are you going, ma'am? Grandma's house. Yes, ma'am. What do you got in the basket? What are you trying to say? I got something in the basket I shouldn't have? No, ma'am. I didn't say that. Then why are you asking me all these questions for? Just routine, ma'am. We just want to get the facts. May I have a look in that basket, ma'am? Be my guest. Let's see. Sawed-off shotgun. Knife. Bludgeon. Box of dum-dum shells. Nothing suspicious here. All right, ma'am, we may want to talk to you later, so don't leave the woods. She skipped on down the path, but she didn't know I'd seen the concealed compartment in the basket. In it, what I'd suspected all along. Goodies. My job, get to Grandma's before she did. I took a shortcut through the strawberry patch. It was sort of a strawberry shortcut. I walked up to the cottage, rang the bell. Okay, Grandma, it's a raid. A raid? Why, I'm just a peace-loving old lady. You've got the wrong Grandma. Yes, ma'am. We just want to get the facts. Where'd you get that bump on your head? The sky fell on me this morning. I made a note to book her on the 614 and turned her over to the psychiatrist. I tied her up, put her in the closet, then I put on the Grandma suit and got into bed. Come in, ma'am. Hello, Grandma. I got the loot. What are you doing in bed? I'm feeling poorly. But, Grandma, what big ears you have. All the better to get the facts. I just want to get the facts, ma'am. But, Grandma, what a big subpoena you have in your pocket. All the better to serve you with. But, Grandma, what a big 38 police special you have pointed at me. All the better to take you in. You're under arrest. You and your Grandma are operating a goodies ring. A cop. I should have known. Known what, ma'am? You look nothing like my Grandma. You forgot about the mustache. But I don't have a mustache. I know. But Grandma does. Well, I see you broke the goodies ring How'd you get a lead on her, Joe? I just played a hunch, Frank It was just a hunch I played my luck Sometimes a hunch pays off Sometimes it doesn't I was just lucky I just played a hunch, Frank What you're trying to say, Joe Is you just played a hunch A lucky guess Sometimes a hunch pays off Sometimes it doesn't You just played a hunch Is that what you're trying to tell me, Joe? Yeah I just played a hunch Television is kind of a fickle uh, media. In 1949, when there was very little on television, Milton Berle was king. He lasted until about 1952. And then, of course, people got tired of that. And a young man named Red Buttons came up and had, uh, for two years, he was the biggest thing on television. And then, of course, fickle fate again and somebody else became big it was jackie gleason and after jackie gleason i think it was uh flip wilson and so on and so forth it, it goes on but the reason i brought this up is because red button started with a very very unusual song which he started off every single episode of his comedy show he called it strange things are happening otherwise known as the Ho-Ho Song. Ho-Ho Ho-Ho Hee-Hee Ha-Ha Ha-Ha Strange things are happening Strange things are happening I once 
had a teacher who flunked me in history. She asked who shot Lincoln. I answered, don't blame me. Ho, ho. He, he. Someone who's sweet 16 Now I'm so embarrassed Her ears are turning green Ho, ho Ho, ho Hee, hee Hee, Ha, ha the strangest scene one kid thought of TV and tried to dial the screen ho, ho. hey hey just never cease what looks like my nephew turns out to be my niece Number 23, Ray Stevens, Guitarzan. He's free as the breeze, he's always at ease He lives in the jungle and hangs by his knees As he swings through the trees without a trapeze In his BVD <laughs> He's got a union card and he's practicing hard To play the guitar, gonna be a big star Yeah, he's gonna go far and carry moonbeams home in a jar He ordered checks, guitar core, COD Makes A and E and he's working on B Dig C and W and R and B Chimpanzee agree that one day soon he'll be a celebrity. Get it, get it, get it, get it out, guitar man. He's a guitar man. He's all you can stand. Give him a hand, guitar man. Got a girl named Jane with no last name Kind of homely and plain But he loves her just the same Cause she kindles a flame And it drives him insane When he hears her sing She really does her thing It's her claim to fame Come on, sing one, Jane
only got a pet monkey, he likes to get drunk and sing boogie-woogie, and it sounds real funky. Come on, your time, boy. Sing one monkey, he'll go. <laughs> Let's hear it for the monkey Woo! On Saturday night they need some excitement Jane gets right and the monkey gets tight And their voices unite in the pale moonlight And it sounds alright, yeah, it's dynamite It's out of sight, let's hear it right Lou Monty was a hit on the hotel and supper club circuit for many years before he got into the recording business. He had quite a few hits like Lazy Mary, but this one really made the chart as a big, big song. Number 22, Lou Monty, Peppino the Italian Mouse. What a woman you are Peppina, oh you little mouse So won't you go away Find yourself another house To run around and play You scare my girl, you eat my cheese You even drink my wine I've tried so hard to catch you But you trick me all the time Ci stanno usura, gilla, basciusella, redomura Ogni sera che l'esce Quando a casa è scura in domenica da cucina balla sulla sola Ma parlo malandrina pura gatta s'ha paura Peppino sulla cella ma fatta scompare Ma naggio sulla cella a casa e n'addai Stasera in da cucina non può che vina già lassà E quando sempre ha che Peppino già incappà Ma tutti sì, siciliano? No, ma calabresi o not the other night I called my girl, I asked her could we meet I said let's go to my house, we could have a bite to eat And as we walked in through the door, she screamed at what she saw There was little Peppina doing a cha-cha on the floor Peppino sulla gilla, ma fatta scumbari Mannaggio sulla gilla, a casa in Adain Stasera in da cucina, dopo che vina già la sa E quando sembri a cappettina giangappà Ma come venivo? A schifio? If I ever catch I'm gonna throw you right in a bagnarò Che ella non ci piace un formaggio americano Che ella va trovando un poco per mangiare Se fatta giatta giatta costa vita buona E quando che ella cammina pare proprio in un calandone Peppino sulla cella m'ha fatto scompare Mannaggio sulla cella a casa e n'ha da lì Stasera in da cucina non può che vina già la sa E quando sempre ha che Peppino già andrà a fare Luigi, I got a present for you 
Ah, you're a nice mouse. Nervous Norvis up again, number 21, Transfusion. Tooling down the highway doing 79. I'm a twin pipe papa and I'm feeling fine. Hey man, dig that. Was that a red stop sign? <laughs> Fusion, transfusion, I'm just a solid mess of contusions. Never, never, never gonna speed again. Slip the blood to me, bud. I jump in my rod about a quarter to nine. I gotta make a date with that chick of mine. I cross the center line, man, you gotta make time. Transfusion, transfusion, oh man, I got the cotton picking convolutions. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Shoot the juice to me, Bruce. My foot's on the throttle and it's made of lead But I'm a fast-riding daddy with a real cool head I'm a-gonna pass a truck on the hill ahead Transfusion, transfusion My red corpse suckles are in mass confusion Never, never, never gonna speed again Pour the crimson in me, Jimson I took a little drink and I'm a-feeling right I can fly right over everything, everything in sight There's a slow-poking cat, I'm gonna pass him on the right Transfusion, I'm a real gone pale face, and that's no illusion. I'm a never, never, never gonna speed again. Pass the claret to me, Barrett. A rolling down the mountain on a rainy day. Oh, when you see me coming, better start to pray. I'm a cutting up the road, and I'm the boss all the way. Transfusion, transfusion. Oh, Doc, pardon me for this crazy intrusion. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Pump the fluid in me, Louis. I'm burning up the freeway early this morning. I am a passing everybody. Oh, nothing but corn, man. Out of my way. I don't drive with my horn. Transfusion. Oh, nurse, I'm gonna make a new resolution. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Put a gallon in the Allen. Oh, barnyard drivers are found in two classes. Line crowding hogs and speeding jackasses. So remember to slow down today. Hey, Daddy O, uh, make that type O, huh? That a boy. John Zachley was a solid performer in Philadelphia. He had his shock theater show on for many years. He got very popular, moved to New York, and of course had the big hit, Dinner with Drac, coming in at number 20.
not a swimmer is Dracula's daughter, but her pool looks more red than the daughter. The blood stains the boat, but it's easy to float, cause blood is much thicker than water. Batwing confetti and the veins of a mummy named Betty. I first frowned upon it, but with ketchup on it, it tasted very much like spaghetti. <laughs> My good friend, Paul Evans, and his huge novelty sensation, which is still well-known today. Seven little girls sitting in the back seat, kissing and hugging with Fred. Mm-hmm. Lucky Fred. Seven little girls sitting in the back seat, hugging and kissing with Fred. I said, why don't one of you come up and sit beside me? And this is what the seven girls said. All together now, one, two, three. Keep your mind on your driving, keep your hands on the wheel. Keep your snoopy eyes on the road ahead. We're having fun, sitting in the back seat, kissing and hugging with Fred. Showed him how a motor could go I said, how do you like my triple carburetor And one of them whispered low All together now, one, two, three Keep your mind on your drive and keep your hands on the wheel Keep your snoopy eyes on the road ahead We're having fun, sitting in the backseat Kissing and hugging with Pat Boone, Speedy Gonzalez. 
It was a moonlit night in old Mexico. I walked alone between some old adobe haciendas. Suddenly, I heard the plaintive cry of a young Mexican girl. La, la. You better come home, Speedy Gonzales, away from Tannery Road. Stop all of your drinking with that loose name flow. Come on home to your adobe and slap some mud on the wall. The roof is leaking like a strainer. There's loads of roaches in the hall. Speedy Gonzales. You leave me all alone. Hey, Rosita, I have to go driving downtown for my mother. She needs some tortillas and chili peppers. Your dog is gonna have a puppy. And we're running out of coke. The winchelada's in the icebox. Television's broke. I saw some lipstick on your sweatshirt. I smelled some perfume in your ear. Well, if you're gonna keep on messing, don't bring your business back a here. Mm, Speedy Gonzalez, why don't you come home? Well, Speedy Gonzalez, how come you leave me all alone? Lonnie Donegan, number 16, does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? Yes or is it no? Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? If your mother says don't chew it, do you swallow it in spite? Can you catch it on your tonsils? Can you heave it left and right? Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? It comes a blushing bride, the groom is by her side. Up to the altar, just as steady as the brother, while the groom has got the ring. But as he slips it on her finger, the choir begins to sing. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? If your mother said don't chew it, do you swallow it in spite? Can you catch it on your tonsils? Can you hear it left and right? Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? Now the nation rises one to send their honored sons. Oh, 
extent A funny burning question What has swept this continent? If tin whistles are made of tin What do they make foghorns out of? Bumble! Does your chewing gum lose its flavour On the bed post overnight? If your mother says don't chew it Do you swallow it is bite? Can you catch it on your tonsils? Can you heal it left and right? Does your chewing gum lose its flavour On the bed post overnight? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night on the big phone. Oh, it's a dollar and a dime, it's a dime. He's singing another chorus, but he hasn't got the time. On the big phone. Of all the novelty songs, this one has always been the most controversial. Coming in at number 15, Napoleon the 14th, they're coming to take me away. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk? Well, you left me anyhow And then the days got worse and worse And now you see I've gone completely out of my mind And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha You thought it was a joke and so you laughed You laughed when I had said that losing you would make me flip my lid Right? You know you laughed, I heard you laugh You laughed, you laughed and laughed and then you left But now you know I'm utterly mad And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds And basket weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes And they're coming to take me away, I cooked your food, I cleaned your house And this is how you pay me back for all my kind, unselfish, loving deeds Ha! Well, you just wait, they'll find you yet And when they do, they'll put you in the ASPCA, you mangy mutt And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha To the happy home with trees and flowers and chirping birds and basket weavers Who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time And I'll be happy to see those... Edward Burns, Connie Stevens Kooky, kooky, lend me your comb. Thank you. 
the saddest, like a dream. The very utmost. Kooky, lend me your comb. Kooky, kooky. Man, I got my birdies lighted, and my flaps are gonna bend. You're gonna send me to that planet called, you know it, baby. Alvin, put that harmonica down. Why? Because we're going to sing, that's why. Not again. Never mind. Now look, fellas, this is a pretty song, so let's try not to goof it up. Are you ready, Simon? Sure, let's go. All set, Theodore? Let's go, you bet. Are you ready, Alvin? Ready, Alvin? Magdasarian, David Seville, and the Chipmunks, Alvin's Harmonica. Number 12, The Playmates. Beep, beep. While riding in 
Cadillac What to my surprise A little Nash Rambler was following me About one-third my size The guy must have wanted to pass me out As he kept on tooting his horn I'll show him that a Cadillac Is not a car to scorn Beep, beep Beep, beep His horn went beep, beep, beep I pushed my foot down to the floor To give the guy the shake But the little Nash Rambler stayed right behind He still had on his brake he must have thought his car had more guts As he kept on tooting his horn I'll show him that a Cadillac Is not a car to scorn Beep, 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 beep His horn went beep, beep, beep My car went into passing gear And we took off with gust Soon we were doing 90 Must have left him in the dust when I peeked in the mirror of my car, I couldn't believe my eyes. The little Nash Rambler was right behind. I think that guy could fly. Beep, 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 beep. His horn went beep, beep, beep. Now we're doing 110. This certainly was a race. For a Rambler to pass a caddy would be a big disgrace. The guy must have wanted to pass me out as he kept on tooting his horn. I'll show him that a Cadillac is not a car to scorn. Beep, 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 beep. His horn went beep, beep, beep. Now we're doing 120 as fast as I could go. The rapper pulled alongside of me as if we're going slow The fellow rolled down his window and yelled for me to hear Hey buddy, how can I get this car out of second gear? <clears throat> we interrupt this record to bring you a special bulletin the reports of a flying saucer hovering over the city have been confirmed. The flying saucers are real. Real where I feel what my heart can't conceal. That was the Clatters recording. Too real. We switch you now to our on-the-spot reporter downtown. Come on, baby, let's go downtown. Take it away, John Cameron Cameron. Uh, this is John Cameron Cameron downtown. Uh, pardon me, madam. Would you tell our audience what would you do if the saucer were to land? Duck in the air. Thank you. And now the thin gentleman there. What I'm gonna do is hard to tell. Uh, the gentleman with the guitar. What would you do, sir? Thank you. We return you now. That was the Pelican's Outer Space recording, Earth. I've just been handed a bulletin. The flying saucer has just landed. We switch you again downtown. Uh, here we are again. We have with us Professor Sir Cedric Fentingmold of the British Institute. 
and the professor is approaching a saucer to see if there's possibly any sign of life aboard. Well, I'm sure something. Are you there? I hear you now. That was Laughing Lewis's record, Knocking. This is Don Cameron Cameron on the spot. And now I believe we're about to hear the words of the first spaceman ever to land on Earth. La, ba, boom, ba, la, ba, boom. And now, here are the ball scores. Four to three, six to two, and eight to one. The impact of seeing the first spaceman has this reporter reeling. Here I go. was the clatters again with their big one ha oh this is john cameron cameron again downtown the spaceman has returned to his ship and is taking off we return you now to our studios the flying saucer has gone there is no threat of an invasion however the flying saucers are still around <laughs> not going to interrupt this record. Yes, we are. The flying saucer has landed again. Washington, the Secretary of Defense has just said, That was Skinny Dynamo's record. That's a shame. And this is John Cameron Cameron Part 2. Gathered around me are several of the spacemen. Tell us, have you come to conquer the world? And now would you repeat that in English? Don't want the world to have and hold. Hey, why don't you go back where you came from? Don't be angry and drive me away. We return you now to our studios. Here is a news item from Washington. The president has just issued a statement to the spaceman, and we quote. You can do anything but lay off of my balloon suede shoes. That was Pa Gherkin's record, Shoes. We switch you again downtown. This is John Cameron Cameron downtown. Uh, Professor Cedric of the British Institute, tell us, uh, how were the saucers able to land? Where do you see the motor cooled down, the heat went down. That was Huckleberry's recording. The motor cooled down. Uh, this is John Cameron Cameron again. I believe the spaceman has a final parting word. See you later, alligator. We return you now to our studio. The spacemen have gone again. But look to the skies. The saucers will always be there. Always be there. Goodbye, Earth people. Fee, fee, fa, fa, fo, fo, fum. I smell smoke in the auditorium. Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown. He's a clown. That Charlie Brown. He's gonna get dumb. Just you wait and see. Why is everybody always picking on me? That's him on his knees. I know that's him. Yelling seven come eleven down. Everybody always picking on me. Who's always writing on the wall? Who's always goofing in the hall? Who's always throwing spitballs? Guess who? Who, me? Yeah, you. Who walks in the classroom? 
everybody always picking on me. Insane Larry Vern with a song you can't even play today. Hey, Mr. Custer. That famous day in history, the men of the Seventh Cavalry went riding on. And from the rear, a voice was heard a brave young man with a trembling word rang loud and clear. What am I doing here? Please, Mr. Custer, I don't want to go. Hey, Mr. Custer, please don't make me go.
there are some, including me, that thought that this might go a little higher than number seven, but nevertheless, it's here. Brian Highland, itsy bitsy, teeny weeny, yellow polka dot bikini. She was afraid to come out of the locker. She was as nervous as she could be. She was afraid to come out of the locker. She was afraid that somebody would say, Two, three, four, tell the people what she wore. It was an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. An itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. So in the locker she wanted to stay. Two, three, four, stick around, we'll tell you more. She was afraid to come out in the open. So a blanket around her she wore She was afraid to come out in the open And so she sat bundled up on the shore Two, three, four, tell the people what she wore It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini That she wore for the first time today An itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini So in the blanket Stick around, we'll tell you more. Now she's afraid to come out of the water. And I wonder what she's gonna do. Now she's afraid to come out of the water. And the poor little girl's turning blue. Two, three, four, tell the people what she wore. It was an itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny, yellow polka dot bikini. Number six, the Hollywood Argyles, Alley Oop. There's a man in the funny papers we all know. He lives way back a long time ago. He don't eat nothing but a bear cat stew. Well, this cat's name is a Alley Oop. He got a chauffeur that's a genuine dinosaur. And he can knuckle your head before you count to four. He got a big ugly club and a head full of how Like great big lions and grizzly bears. The toughest man that is alive Wearing clothes from a wildcat's hide He's the king of the jungle jive Look at that caveman go He rides through the jungle tearing 
limbs off of trees Knocking great big monsters dead on their knees The cats don't bug them cause they know better Cause he's a mean motor scooter and a bad go-getter He's the toughest man there is alive Wears clothes from a wildcat's hide He's the king of the jungle jive Look at that king man go There he goes Look at that caveman go He sure is hip, ain't he? Like what's happening? He's too much Right, daddy, right Hi, yo, dinosaur Right, daddy, right Get him, man Like Hillsville now, this particular song is one of the reasons that this show is going to go over two hours, and it's my show. Why not let it go over to two hours and ten minutes, whatever. This floored me because I honestly, if I ever heard this, I don't remember it. And how it would get this high, I know it was kind of a, a big thing in country music, but this money been awful, awful, big seller. Because I can't go back far enough into 1952 to understand why this is on the list. Nevertheless, in 1952, this song was a big hit. All right? I don't understand it. I don't think I ever will. It's by John Stanley. And it was a number one hit, according to this particular site. It's called It's in the Book. I have a message for you. A very sad message. My, my subject for this evening will be Little Bo Peep. It says here, Little Bo Peep, who was a little girl, has lost her sheep and doesn't know where to find them. Now that's reasonable, isn't it? <laughs> it it's reasonable to assume if little Bo Peep had lost her sheep, it's only natural that she wouldn't know where to find <laughs> That That basically is reasonable, but uh, leave them uh, alone. Now that overwhelms me. <laughs> Completely overwhelms me. The man said she lost her sheep. Turns right around and boldly states, she doesn't know where to find them. <laughs> and then has the stupid audacity to say, leave them alone. <laughs> now, now think for a moment, think. If the sheep were lost and you couldn't find them, you'd have to leave them alone, wouldn't you? <laughs> so leave them alone. Leave them alone. It's in the book. <laughs> leave them alone. 
And they, uh, they being the sheep, they will come home. Ah, yes, they'll come home. Oh, there'll be a brighter day tomorrow. They will come home. <laughs> it's in the book. <laughs> they will come home. A wagon, a tail. Pray tell me what else could they wag? <laughs> A wagon the tape <laughs> behind them. Behind them. Did we think they'd wag them in front? <laughs> of course they they might have come home in reverse. <laughs> They could have done that, I really don't know. But nonetheless, it's in the book. Now, if you will, kindly pick up your books and turn to page 222. We'll ask you all to sing. You'll find your books on the backs of your seats. Are we ready? Everyone, 222, let's really enjoy ourselves. Let's live it up all together. You remember Grandma's lye soap, good for everything in the home. And the secret was in the scrubbing. It wouldn't suds and couldn't foam. Then let us sing right out of Grandma's, of Grandma's lye soap. You scrub for everything, everything on the place, the pots and kettles. Shall we now sing the second verse? <laughs> Let's fill it with a great exuberance. Let's live it up. It's not raining inside tonight. Everyone, let's have a happy time. Are we ready? All together, the second verse. Mm -hmm. Little Herman and Brother Thurman had an aversion to washing their ears. Grandma scrubbed them with the Lysol, and they haven't heard a word in years. Then let us all sing right out of Let's sing what's left of the last verse. <laughs> Let's have a happy time, everyone. The last verse all together. Everyone. Mm, thank you, kindly, kindly. <laughs> Mrs. O'Malley, out in the valley, suffered from ulcers, I understand. She swallowed a cake of Grandma's Lysol, has the cleanest ulcers in the land. Then let us all sing right out of
Number four, Stan Freeberg and the original, St. George and the Dragonette. The legend you are about to hear is true. Only the needle should be changed to protect the record. This is the countryside. My name is St. George. I'm a knight. Saturday, July 10th, 8.05 p.m. I was working out of the castle on the night watch when a call came in from the chief. A dragon had been devouring maidens. Homicide. My job. Slay him. You call me, chief? Yeah, it's the dragon again. Devouring maidens. The king's daughter may be next. Mm-hmm. You got a lead? Uh, nothing much to go on. Said you take that forty-five automatic into the lab to have him check on it? Yeah. You were right. I was right? Yeah. He was a gun. 8.22 p.m. I talked to one of the maidens who had almost been devoured. Could I talk to you, ma'am? Who are you? I'm St. George, ma'am. Homicide, ma'am. I want to ask you a few questions, ma'am. I understand you're almost devoured by the ma'am. Is that right, dragon? It was terrible. He breathed fire on me. He banged me already. How can I be sure of that, ma'am? Believe me, I got it straight from the dragon's mouth. 11.45 p.m. I rode over the King's Highway. I saw a man. Stopped to talk to him. Pardon me, sir. Could I talk to you for just a minute, sir? Sure, I don't mind. What do you do for a living? I'm a knave. Didn't I pick you up on a 903 last year for stealing tarts? Yeah. So what, do you want to make a federal case out of it? No, sir. We heard there was a dragon operating in this neighborhood. We just want to know if you've seen him. Sure, I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Could you describe him for me? What's to describe? You see one dragon, you've seen them all. Would you try and remember, sir, just for the record? We just want to get the facts, sir. Well, he was, you know, he had orange polka dots. Yes, sir. Purple feet, breathing fire and smoke. Mm-hmm. And one big bloodshot eye right in the middle of his forehead and, uh, like that. Notice anything unusual about him? No, he's just a run-the-mill dragon, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, you can go now. Hey, by the way, how are you going to catch him? I thought you'd never ask. A dragon net. 3.05 p.m. I was riding back into the courtyard to make my report to the lab. Then it happened. It was a dragon. Hey, I'm the fire-breathing dragon. You must be St. George, right? Yes, sir. I see you got one of them new 45 caliber swords. That's about the size of it. <laughs> you slay me. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. What do you mean? I'm taking it in a 502. You figure it out. What's the charge? Devouring maidens out of season. Out of season? You never pinned that rap on me? Do you hear me, cop? Yeah, I hear you. I got you in a 412, too. A 412? What's a 412? Overacting. Let's go. On September the 5th, the dragon was tried and convicted. His fire was put out and his maiden devouring license revoked. Maiden devouring out of season is punishable by a term of not less than 50 or more than 300 years. Number three, David Seville without the chipmunks, but it sounds awful the same. The Witch Doctor. I told the Witch Doctor I was in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do He said that I 
told the witch doctor you didn't love me true. I told the witch doctor you didn't love me nice. And then the witch doctor he gave me this advice. He said that And I'll admit I wasn't very smart So I went out and found myself a guy that's so much wiser And he taught me the way to win your heart My friend the witch doctor, he taught me what to say My friend the witch doctor, he taught me what to do I know that you'll be mine when I say this to you Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bang, bang You've been keeping love from me just like you were a miser And I'll admit I wasn't very smart So I went out and found myself a guy that's so much wiser And he taught me the way to win your heart My friend, which doctor, he taught me what to say My friend, which doctor, he taught me what to do I know that you'll be mine when I say this to you, oh baby. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bing bang. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bang bang. Come on and ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bing bang. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bang bang. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bing bang. Ooh ee, ooh ah ah, ting tang, walla walla bang bang. Again, from 1952, this gentleman was a superstar in the movies and on radio and early television, and he had a couple of big hits, and of course, his wife was a looker and probably one of the best voices in Hollywood. This is Phil Harris, The Thing, number two. was walking down the beach one bright and sunny day I saw a great big wooden box a-floating in the bay I pulled it in and opened it up and much to my surprise Ooh, I discovered a right before my eyes Ooh, I discovered a right before my eyes I picked it up and ran to town as happy as a king I took it to a guy I knew who'd buy most anything but this is what he hollered at me as I walked in his shop oh get out of here with that before I call a cop oh get out of here with that before I call a cop I turned around and got right out of running for my life and then I took it home with me to give it to my wife but this is what she hollered at me as I walked in the door oh get out of here with that and don't come back no more oh get out of here with that and don't come back no more I wandered all around the town until I chanced to meet a hobo who was looking for a handout on the street. He said he'd take most any old thing. He was a desperate man. But when I showed him the, he turned around and ran. Oh, when I showed him the, he turned around and ran. I wandered on for many years, a victim of my fate, until one day I came upon St. Peter at the gate. And when I tried to take it inside, he told me where to go. Get out of here with that 
And take it down below Oh, get out of here with that And take it down below The moral of the story is If you're out on the beach And you should see a great big box And it's within your reach Don't ever stop and open it up That's my advice to you Cause you'll never get rid of them No matter what you do Oh, you'll never get rid of them what you do. Oh, I think you can pretty much figure out what the number one song is, and if you can't, then you don't remember 1958 and Sheb Woolley, the Purple People Eater. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky, but a one long horn and one big eye. I commenced to shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater Sure looks strange to me One-eyed Well, he came down to earth and he lit in the tree I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, don't eat me I heard him say in a voice so gruff it was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Sure looks strange to me. One I said, Mr. Purple People Eater, what's your line? He said, eating purple people and it sure is fine. But that's not the reason that I came to land. Get a job in a rock and roll band. Well, bless my soul, rock and roll, flying purple people eater. Pigeon toed, undercoat, flying purple people eater. He wears short shorts. Friendly little people eater. What a sight to see. Oh! And then he swung from the tree and he lit on the ground. And he started to rock, really rocking around. It was a crazy ditty with a swing and tune. Sing a bop. So now I'm going to play one more, and here's why. I've never heard this before. I found it in a compilation. It was indeed a hit. It turned out to be the number 94 biggest selling and most popular uh, novelty songs. And I, like I said, never heard it. I wanted you to hear it too. It's, <laughs> it's quite cute and well done. You may have heard it before. I'm not, you know, like I said, each... Part of the country has different hit records, but this one supposed to have been pretty big. And I, of course, then again, New York City, uh, we had kind of an elitist attitude to some of the songs that came in. I don't know, but let's listen to this one. Give me your opinion, because I don't necessarily get it. This is by Johnny Bond from 1965 called Ten Little Bottles. A friend of mine gave me ten little bottles of some special stuff that he had brewed up himself. So I took it and hid it down in my basement. 
But my wife found out about it and she told me to get rid of it or else. Since I didn't like the way she said or else, I went down there and proceeded to carry out her instructions. I set the ten little bottles on the drain board, picked up the first bottle, pulled the cork out of it and poured it down the sink. That is, all except one little swaller, which I drank. I picked up the next bottle and I pulled the sink out of it and I poured it down the sink. All except one little swaller, which I drank. I picked up the next cork and I pulled the sink out of it and I poured it down a bottle. All except one teensy-weensy little swallow. Wish I sank. I usually have a little difficulty with this number. You see, I come from a great long line of stinkers, uh, drinkers. I had an uncle that drank a quart a day every day of his life. No kidding. He could drink a quart and not even stagger. Heck, he couldn't even move. <laughs> we told him, we says, you better quit drinking that stuff, it's gonna kill you. Sure enough, it killed him. He died last year at the age of 102. <laughs> well, don't laugh. We dug him up last week. He looks better than y'all do now. back here asked me, he says, what's the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic? I'll tell you. Us drunks don't have to attend all them dang old meetings, you know? <laughs> but I want you to know one other thing. You better not say nothing against my wife, Buster, cause I'll have you know. I'll have you know that I got the wifeish little nice in the whole United States. Well, what can I say? I really went over, didn't I? Well, I appreciate you all sticking around, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you'll be back next week. Uh, let me know how you like this. This this particular guy that just gave me the idea that it's been a long time since I did a, a novelty show, I thought I would do it at this time. I love novelty music, and I know a lot of people don't. Uh, we'll find out real soon. Uh, thank you again for listening. We'll see you next week. For everybody here at Old Time Rock and Roll, this is Lee Douglas. Be good to everybody. We'll see you next week. That is a wrap. Good night, everybody.
long, Mom. I'm off to drop the bomb, so don't wait up for me. But while you swelter down there in your shelter, you can see me on your TV. While we're attacking frontally, watch Brinkley and Huntley describing contrapuntally the cities we have lost. No need for you to miss a minute of the agonizing Holocaust. Yeah! Little Johnny Jones, he was a U.S. pilot, and no shrinking violet was he. He was mighty proud when World War III was declared. He wasn't scared, no siree. And this is what he said on his way to Armageddon. So long, Mom, I'm off to drop the bomb, so don't wait up for me. But though I may roam, I'll come back to my home, although it may be a pile of debris. Remember, Mommy, I'm off to get a commie, so send me a salami and try to smile somehow. I'll look for you when the war is over, an hour and a half from now.